Twas the month of Christmas and all through the town. People were decorating, shopping, and running around. Children were excited as holidays grew near, their hearts full of songs, laughter, and cheer. They sit on Santa's lap, their eyes aglow with joy, and whisper their wishes, every last girl and boy. Parents are decorating, cooking, and hosting their friends, wondering when the errands and to-do lists will end. But Christmas is for making memories with people we love, so our efforts will always go above and beyond. The Sharp Mortgage Team family believes just the same, and they checked their nice list and found your name. They wish they could leave a house underneath your tree, but they're here to help you buy a home for your family. If you find yourself hoping that Santa brings something special for you, they're here to make your mortgage dreams come true. Call the team today or schedule a time in 2023. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to every Winston-Salem family. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Kevin Wallace is the new head football coach at West Forsyth High School. In six prior seasons as the head coach at Northwest Guilford, he directed the Vikings to a 30-33 overall record, including 10 wins this past year and a trip to the third round of the state playoffs. When former Titans head man Adrian Snow decided to hang it up for good in early November, West Forsyth turned to the man Snow once hired to be his offensive coordinator. Wallace lasted not even one full offseason in 2017 on Snow's staff. That's because Northwest Guilford came calling. And now, Wallace makes his triumphant return to resurrect a program that went 4-7, and 4-3 in the Central Piedmont 4A Conference this past season and was blown out by rival East Forsyth in the first round of the playoffs, 49-0. As you'll hear, Wallace epitomizes the very best traits and understands the most important elements of being a high school football coach. Grit, attitude, toughness, and family. As Walls will explain, those represent the foundational elements of building a team. One that he expects will once again regularly contend for league and state titles. I'm Kyle Schasberger and this is Kevin Wallace, head football coach at West Forsyth High School on Triad Sports 1-on-1. Kevin, we're speaking after you spent several days in in Central America, of all places, on the heels of the announcement that you had just been hired as the next head football coach at West Forsyth High School. That's some way to celebrate, man, the news, huh? Going all the way to Belize? Yeah, I mean, we just had to go out there and celebrate it all, you know, just go big or grow home, just playing. Uh, But it was was actually for my wife's uh, 40th birthday. It was a surprise birthday present for her. We had, I had planned for a while and kind of told her last minute. So it was good to get away. And it was planned uh, on my behalf, but not on hers. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. I don't want you to get, get in trouble uh, with your beautiful <laughs> wife, certainly celebrating her birthday. So a pre-planned trip, appreciate the clarification. Uh, but tell me, consider you went from an introductory press conference one day, then on a plane to Belize uh, the next, I think it was. That's a whirlwind of a week. Hard for anyone to really stack themselves up against that. What was your favorite part of the vacation? Uh, it, I, I grew up 10 minutes from the beach, so anytime you can, I can get to the beach or be near water, I'm just extremely happy about it. It was nice. It was just – it was very relaxing down there. It's – um. People down there are super friendly. Uh, it's the only uh, South American country that's first language is English. So everyone speaks English down there, which was also very helpful. Um, I didn't take Spanish in high school. I took French, so I have no clue. I couldn't. Uh, we have a hard issue, hard time uh, 
uh, understanding Spanish. So, but, um, you know, it was, it was nice. It was, it was 82 and every day sunny. I mean, the temperature kind of stays the same all year round. Um, it was, you know, great. The, the weather out there, just being able to relax, uh, especially after, you know, a long football season, um, long football. I mean, really it's like the whole year, but, um, just to get away, eat some great seafood, uh, sit down, relax, and, and just kind of live on island time a little bit. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I've only been out of the country <laughs> one time. That was in college, New Mexico, Cancun. I was calling some games. Play a Del, <laughs> Del Carmen. I, I've been to Tech. I'm going to Texas next week to see my father. Uh, that's its own country <laughs> in, in, yes. in its own way. But uh, I'd love to get to like Germany or Ireland, just part of my you know heritage. Most recently, uh, Puerto Rico has kind of seeped into my my head and my thoughts. So I thought that would be pretty cool. But Anyway, yeah, for our, for our honeymoon, we went to Spain, uh, which was awesome. Went to Madrid and Barcelona, and then that was uh, six six years ago. Uh, so, and then uh, our one year anniversary, we went to Italy for for about a week. So it was cool. We we got a little bit of a a, a traveling bug now. So yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really <laughs> cool. Now now that you're back though, uh, time mm-hmm. to get to work. I, I presume all while enjoying the holidays, uh, of course. Uh, we're recording just a couple of days before Christmas, full disclosure. But what is the first order of business for you in your new role? Um, just getting meeting up with the staff, which we'll do over the break. Um, meeting with the offensive staff that is there. Um, meeting with uh, John McIntosh, the defensive coordinator, uh, to, to try to just sit down and start hammering out some stuff. And then um, once the first, first of the year hits, uh, we'll sit down and kind of just I'll meet with the staff and we'll lay out uh, the plan, the what what our plans are for from January until August one, essentially, um, and get people on board. Um, you know, if we got to move some people around on staff or, or whatever, f- figure those little logistics out, uh, and then get going with the kids. Um, you know, I'd like to max them out before we hit the dead period. Get a little um, work, a few workouts in before the dead period. And then I'll, I'll officially start after MLK day up there. Um, so, uh, get going and I'm, and it's nonstop. It's, it's get, get to know the kids, um, names first, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, just building those relationships throughout the entire off season with them. So we can get rolling for spring ball come May. Timing is everything in life. And I'm certainly hoping that my timing is right to deliver this message to you from the Ginther Group, a triad real estate team with a vast local knowledge. What's the question you often ask yourself when it comes to buying or selling a home? Is this the right time? Buyer's market, seller's market, low interest rates, high interest rates, doesn't matter. The answer can always be yes. You just have to strategize appropriately. And we provided many of those guides in our podcast with Blake Ginther and his team right here on this same feed. But here's a new one offered by the Ginther Group. Let's say you want to sell, but your home condition isn't ideal for a competitive marketplace. They've got a program that can help called Renovate Now, Pay Later. That's right. If your home is a little rough around the edges, you can make the improvements now and pay at closing when you sell. Contact the Ginther Group at 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to learn more and see if it's an option for you. You can also talk to them about other helpful resources like their first-time homebuyer seminar or a real estate wealth management consultation. Whatever you need, contact them today and like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. 
So after MLK Day, I, I think I had read Joe Serrera and his piece, uh, you're going to teach physical education, uh, I think yep. it is. And, and, and also, uh, you met some of those players. I know there were a few that were in attendance at your introductory press conference, so I know how important that is. And now with them out of school, yeah, you might have to wait until after the holiday here to have some official team meetings. But Joe also wrote in his piece, uh, that you weren't planning a major overhaul of the coaching staff because a lot of these guys, some of them which you just outlined, including McIntosh, uh, the D.C., I mean, you know these guys. You were briefly mm-hmm. part of this staff in the spring of 2017 under Adrian Snow. Uh, so you have a certain level of familiarity with each of these guys, correct? Correct, yeah. I'd say about half the staff I know um, was there or, or I've gotten to know pretty well, um, especially coming up. So. We used to do the first scrimmage. We did an inter-squad scrimmage with with Adrian and and them for a couple years. Uh, and then coming up in the summer with the seven-on-sevens and all that stuff. So I've got to know and work in Shrine Bowl practices, combines, all that stuff with them kind of being around. So I've got to know most of them for, uh, pretty well. Um, and and that, that was one of the things I was like it, – it's unique for me because it's not like I'm coming into a – uh, you know, a blank slate that I just don't know anybody. And here we go. This is what we're going to do. I mean, I know mo- a fair majority of these guys on staff um, believe in what they do, believe them in as coaches and people. And, um, and just, we're going to continue. We're going to go, uh, you know, there's a couple guys I want to uh, integrate into our staff um, that I'm working on right now uh, with Mr. Spainhauer and with Mr. Pennington and everything. So um, we'll see how that works out. You know, it, it, and that was one thing. I mean, it, I think when you interview for your first head job ever, you're always like, I got to have my guys, A, B, C, D, E. And in the world of education, that doesn't work that way all the time. Um, you know, there's only so many spots in this in PE or history or EC and stuff like that. And, and finding teachers and coaches uh, is never the easiest thing right now. Um, so, but I mean, I, I think that was one thing that attracted me is knowing most of the guys there. And then also uh, the ability to bring a, a few of, few guys that I would really like to get on staff there uh, to Wes um, that I've either coached with or coached or or, um, have known for a long time. To me, it's just, it's so fascinating to talk like the nuts and bolts of of high school athletics compared to, you know, college athletics. I'm a guy full time. I work with, I work with Learfield in the city and I'm so connected, you know, to the college programs and obviously following the college sports and the coaching carousel and all of the changes and staff changes. And it's, it's a completely mm-hmm. different dynamic. Like, I don't think there really is a comparison. Like, you know, when you look at the, the, high, the high school level, right, Kevin? I mean, I mean uh, you have these personal it's, lives, you have these families, the education system you touch on. I mean, this is a different business. Yeah. I mean, for high school, especially, I mean, you're, you're, you're an educator, you're a teacher first and you just collect a supplement to be a, a, a coach. So, I mean, the, the primary job is in the building and that, um, you know, so it's not like you could just come in and, and overhaul the staff. And I mean, I mean, it's easy to talk about that stuff on a college level, but you don't realize how many people that actually affects with the people on staff to get fired and the people coming in that are getting hired, you know, especially on big time staffs that are moving across countries and, or across the country and everything. Um, and in high school, it's just different. You know, you, you want to retain people who are going to believe in what you're going to, you want to do, um, how you want to mold young men. Um, and, and that stuff and what you believe in a, a, as a culture of the program and your philosophies, offensive, defense, like special teams, all that stuff. But you also want good people that are just going to be there, you know, that you can help develop as a great coach, become a great coach of, of getting them um, taught up, learned on different techniques or stuff like that by going out to 
these big time schools and stuff like that, or other great high school coaches that you meet along the way that can help, help educate your coaches on staff at times. Um, so, I mean, that's a unique dynamic of high school compared to college. Uh, and, and it's, you know, you gotta be able to, you gotta be fluid. You gotta be able to fluctuate throughout, through it. On that same note, you use the term dead period. So uh, a lot of our listeners may not know what that is in, in high school <clears throat> athletics. So, so can you explain the dead period? Yeah. So there, there's certain times throughout the year uh, that you're not allowed to work. There certain times where you can't even have the kids lift outside of, if, if, unless they're in weightlifting class during the day. But outside the school hours, um, there's certain times where you can have them work out, but you can't do skill development. It just fluctuates throughout the throughout the, the calendar year. Um, and it, you know there'll be there'll, there's a time usually it's the first, last five days of the first semester. Um, also, uh, try it used to just be around tryout period for spring sports, but it's, it's expanded a little bit broader, um, a little bit wider now, uh, on the calendar, but those, uh, periods you can't, can't really do anything with the athletes, um, outside of school hours. Um, so, so we, we face that time where they're kind of on their own a little bit, which is, it, it's great when you have a program going, cause you're like, all right, we get a little, a breath away from everybody, you know, everyone can step back, recharge the batteries a little bit, but when you're trying to chomp at the bit to get going, it's kind of like three quick steps, stop three quick steps, stop, <laughs> you know? Um, so, but we'll be all right. We'll get through it. You know, we have a long period, a long time period, um, you know, until we have to play a first game. So we have a lot of work to get done in the next 10, eight, nine months, but uh, it can be achieved very easily. You're replacing a guy in Adrian Snow who has quite the reputation, had significant support in 15 seasons in Clemens. He won 121 games, made the state playoffs 10 times, reached the third round three times. Snow is entering private business, if I understand correctly, focusing time on, on spending uh, spending more time with his family. What kind of relationship do you have with Snow since and you worked with him briefly before? And is he someone that has reached out to you? Have you been able to connect with him since the news that you're hiring? Uh, yeah, we, we have talked. Um, I mean, we talked before. But, I mean, for the last six years, somebody is someone I've just relied on. Um, you know, even the brief since I was with him, I think I learned a lot as a head coach, how to be a head coach from him. Um, and then just over the last six years, being able to reach out, um, shoot ideas off him and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's someone that, you know, he, he wants to see Wester Scythe do well. Um, you know, he's invested a lot. His, his daughter's still there. Um, a lot of time, a lot of great relationships he has. And, and he said to me, you know, I'll help you any way I can. You just got to call. He's like, uh, it's your show. But, you know, you you just you tell me if you need a connection here or what, because he's been there for so long. He, but he's still part of the community. You know, he can be a vital asset. Um, he just he doesn't he wants it. He, want, he, he wants to help out any way he can. Um, but, you know, and he understands, I mean, coming in and it's like, it, it's a new head coach. It's something different, but um, he wants still, he still wants to see Western Slice do great things uh, in the, in the future. The holidays are a time for family and friends to come together, especially indoors when it's cold outside. Is your home ready to entertain for the upcoming special occasions? You might need to put a home renovation on your wish list. And our gift to you is the opportunity with Icon Custom Builders. Our friends at Icon have been transforming homes in the triad since 2005, designing spaces that are both functional and festive, creating a perfect atmosphere to gather with the ones you love this holiday season and every season in between. However you plan to celebrate, 
entertaining family and friends, or cozying up by the fire. Let Icon bring a little peace, comfort, and joy to your home. Visit their website, IconCustomBuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and get started today. The Triad Podcast Network is sponsored by Jennifer Johnson, owner of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and a local certified financial planner who helps people plan for big financial goals, such as retirement or college. Especially now, navigating markets is challenging, particularly for those gearing up for retirement, young professionals, business owners, or retirees. Am I saving enough for retirement? As a business owner, do I need a workplace retirement plan to attract and retain key employees? Am I using the right individual investment strategies? Personally, I had some of those questions. Plus, how do I save for my kid's college education? So I went and got local independent advice from Jennifer and her team at Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They're located in Winston-Salem, and you can get started like I did with a complimentary, no-obligation consultation right here in the triad. Just call 336-701-1600 or email jennifer at the number 3-magnolias.com. Jennifer at 3-magnolias.com. And be sure to catch Jennifer's podcast covering all sorts of financial tips, trends, and strategies right here on this same feed with the Triad Podcast Network. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Culture, identity, philosophy, scheme, these are all great buzzwords in, in trying to determine <laughs> the direction of the Titans moving forward. I'm, I'm sure you've been asked about each and every one of those, but what, what are some of your core principles that you, mm-hmm. you most believe in when it comes to building out a team that can compete for conference and state championships, which, of course, I know is the goal? Yeah, so we, we have four core principles we live off of. Um, grit, attitude, toughness, and family. Um, and, and our kids will be ingrained. They'll hear it all the time. Uh, and the, the, the slogans that go along with it, they'll have to repeat them. Um, and, and it will just become ingrained into them. I mean, it's four principles we believe people need not just to play football, but for all aspects of their life can help them be very successful in life. Um, no matter what they do, they go to school, they go into the workforce, what, whatever it is, uh, these principles we think um, tied tight tightly into success in all, all aspects, you know, uh, offense. I mean, when we get into, <clears throat> excuse me, some of our, you know, aspects of offense, defense, you know, we're going to, we're going to play fast. I, I do believe in uh, up-tempo style offense um, and we're going to play complimentary football, which a lot of people don't hear. And if they do, they don't really know what it means, but we're going to play the same style of, on defense as we are in offense. You know, you can't, you can't be slow dancing and have someone else break dance. It doesn't look right. So, you know, you got to make sure your offense and defense and special teams are all on the same page with uh, playing complimentary football across the board um, to help, help yourself have the most success. And I think, you know, that, that was something that we looked at as a staff this past off season at Northwest. Uh, and, and I think it really put, played out well with how we did. Um, you know, we had great players. We had, we really developed into a, culture and double down on that and and brought in some good good leadership development stuff but we we've really looked at playing complementary football between our offensive side our defensive side and then a mix in our special teams and i think that really helped us get over that hump to have the the third best record they've ever had there or the third farthest in the playoffs they've ever gone uh, or tied for the the deepest they've gone or sorry second deepest they've ever gone in the playoffs um <clears throat> 
and I think those are core things. I mean, just with the X and O's standpoint. Um, but we're gonna we're we're gonna develop great teammates. We're gonna develop great leaders. Um, we we have some programs we want to instill into them um, to to get to that point that I think will help us overcome adverse situations and games. Um, be and, and and really uh, do well on the field in the wins and losses column. Great leaders. I, I think that's a good jumping off point for what I wanted to get to next because Principal Kevin Spainauer, Athletic Director Mark Pennington, who you've referenced already, they spoke about your passion, your commitment to the individual player um, during your introduction, like prepping the student athlete for the next level, but also helping them to become good men. Why is that important to you? And how does the game of football maybe help to facilitate those opportunities of, of life training? Yeah. I mean, I could go back to uh, when I played in youth league, high school, college, um, you know, I, I, I always say you're always learning. So you, if you're never learning it, everything you take, you're really falling behind. So you either learn what to do or what not to do, you know, and I've had coaches that I've learned what not to do. And I've had co coaches that I've learned what to do from that I played for and, and coached with and everything. Um, so I, I think that matters most because your relationships at the end of the day, you know, I, I didn't get to this spot. Um, without the relationships I had from when I went out there in spring of 2017, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't go out there, I don't know if I'm in this spot right now, six years later, but the relationships I formed. And I think that's the, the, the biggest thing. I mean, I have players that played for me. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm going to try and <laughs> do the math now, uh, you know, 16 years ago, 15 years ago um, that I still talk to. I mean, they reached out when they hurt, when they saw the, uh, the article on Facebook and all that. I mean, people that don't even live in this state, I mean, they live States away now that have their own families that played for me and, and reached out and that are, you know, on our Christmas card list and stuff like that, you know, that, um, you know, those relationships that you build with them, that's what matters the most, you know? Yeah. We like to win football games. And, and that's what our goal is while we're there. That's our mission. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're developing these people into uh, great men, great people, great fathers, great husbands, you know, we, my wife and I, we, we have a, a one month old in two weeks. So, or sorry, one year old in two weeks. And, um, you know, we don't care how he's going to be as long as he has a good heart. He's the right. He's a good person when he grows up. And I think that's the, the ultimate deal that we want. You know, we're going to use football as an avenue, uh, to develop these, these, these young, young men into young adults and, and hopefully train them to be successful and, and be great humans when they, when, when they graduate from West Forsyth. I want to ask about your time at Northwest in a moment, but how was it that you ended up in North Carolina? Cause you're, you're a transplant. You're, you're from yes. New Jersey. Um, you played college football at LaSalle RIP. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's pour one out for the explorers. I'm sure that yep. frustrates you uh, endlessly, <laughs> but was it some of the, I, I know there was a coaching stop several years. You, you spent at Greensboro college, but uh, yep. tell me how it was that you ended up in North Carolina. Um, so yes, uh, and that's why I tell everyone, I, I usually start when people ask who I am, I'm like, I'm a Yankee. So if I start talking too fast, just tell me to slow down. Oh, that's um, me. That's me all day too. Brother. I, <laughs> I'm from, I'm from Chicago. I never thought that meant being a Yankee, but once you get in the <laughs> South, anybody from up North is a Yankee. Yes. Yes. Um, so I started playing, I played at LaSalle in uh, Philadelphia, a little FCS school, um, and got injured three blew out my shoulder three years in a row. So I started coaching the spring of my junior season. Uh, I knew I wanted to get in coaching. Um, I had aspirations 
coaching on the college level. I think anyone that gets into coaches, ninety nine percent of them all believe like want to see Saturday on 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 uh, TV. You know that one. Everyone wants that to be them. Um, so I got into college coaching then. So I, I was a student assistant with Sal for a year and a half. Um, then I got the opportunity to go out to Frostburg State in Western Maryland, and I GA'd at GA'd out there for two years, uh, and that was. I tell you, that's one one of the only jobs I've ever gotten that was just a blind send out my resume. I don't know anybody. Um, then from there, I ended up at the apprentice school in Newport News, which is another D three institution. Uh, for fifteen months, I was there for one season. From there, I met our defensive line coach up there, Eric Westberg. Um, we both. Uh, he came back down. His wife works at Guilford, but he came down and got a job at Greensburg College, and then. Uh, over the winter and then that spring they had a spot open so i came down interview got a spot um so we worked together at greensboro for four years and then i got into at glenn uh i I got out met my wife at greensboro college uh you know and just it's not division three and some of the lower levels are not all uh glitz and glamour that everyone sees on tv all the time um so we i got out after eight years of college football um coaching college football and then i went to glenn for two years uh as the offense coordinator and then after that second year that spring i was 2017 when i went out to west forsyth and then literally we had my wife i mean we had the first week of workouts at west forsyth and i know it was the first workout was monday so my wife and i got married on that previous saturday and that monday the head coach northwest took another job and i remember coming back from workouts monday night and i got a phone call if i'd be interested in an interview and i said yeah I definitely would be because Northwest was in the conference with uh, Glenn at that time. Uh, so we played him from each year for two years. And then when we, when I was driving home, I said, yeah, I'd be very excited to interview. Um, but I fly out tomorrow at one o'clock for my honeymoon. We're flying out to Spain. So I, I went out, went in about seven thirty eight AM the next morning, uh, met with uh, Ralph Kitley, who was the principal at the time. And John Hughes, who was the athletic director, um, and they told me, they're like, hey, we're going to send all the forms to you so you have them filled out because when you come back, if you, we don't know if you're the guy or not, but if you are, we want to be able to roll right away. So we got back the last week in June, hit the ground running. I came back on a Saturday. I was in the office on a Sunday, and we had workouts right before the, uh, another dead period. Uh, so I had one week of workouts in a dead period uh, the last week of June that year. Um, and just and that's how I ended up being in Northwest for six years. Um, and it was a great time. I have, I have a lot of good relationships, a lot of good friends have, have come out of that. Uh, a lot of good players that, you know, we still are in contact with. I still talk to. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's a time that I just, the West Forsyth move, I think was just the right move for me. Um, and, and, you know, my wife and I am, talked about it a lot. Uh, and it just seemed to be the right move. Man, there's so, something about scheduling trips like out of the country for yes. you and other, you know, <laughs> uh, things related to your wife or becoming the husband that you are today. Like all of these massive, earth shattering, earth moving life events have been tied into uh, other significant life events at the same time. So like, I, I, I don't know what it is. Like you've got some good juju, some good karma. Um, that's masterful. That that's amazing. Northwest Guilford, uh, by the way, you spoke on it. I, I appreciate that. Your time with the Vikings, uh, most recently 10 and three, average 40 per game, reached third round of the four A state playoffs. Uh, and now you're heading to West Forsyth. And this coaching thing, though, um, I mean, deciding to get into this, uh, I know you can answer this a lot of different ways, but it's kind of tied into what I'm most curious with is 
what is the biggest reward of coaching? And I would imagine your answer to that question is the reason why you're in this profession. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I guess the, 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 uh, a side story on this whole thing was I originally went to school to be an orthopedic surgeon. So I came home after my se- sophomore year of high school or college and I was like, mom, I want to coach football or college football. And she was like, uh, okay. And my dad said, uh, he, <laughs> dad was an accountant. So he was all about numbers. And he was like, wait, 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 hold on. Let's, 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 let's look at the, <laughs> the numbers on this one real quick. Um, but you know, and they've supported me my whole, whole entire time. And the biggest thing about coaches is seeing people develop, you know, you start at something and then see what you can help them motivate them to, become develop into uh the growth of a person uh it doesn't matter if it was from an 18 to a 22 year old or a 14 to an 18 year old or even a 14 year old until i mean like this past year i had uh i had a coach on staff that was a senior my first year at northwest so just seeing where you know him as an 18 year old to and now it's been 24 or whatever it was um you know that that development and and having those good relationships with people and seeing where they become and all that stuff. I mean, you co- this whole profession is about not, not about you. It's about it, everyone else, what you can do for everyone else. You know, you, you, you're in the field, you're in the field house, you're in the office, like you're, you're helping kids get home, you, you know, it's for everybody else. Um, and you're just hoping you can help shape them to become great, great people when they get older. That's beautiful. Very much uh, appreciative of, of those thoughts. And I know those listening tied and connected to the West Forsyth program, some of those might be future players you're going to coach, some of your colleagues, uh, maybe past former players, certainly administration fans, community, and Clemens uh, are looking forward to the start of the Kevin Wallace era. Already underway, uh, of course, but the first games uh, will be here before you know it, coming up in August. And a lot of a lot of preparation between now and then, yes. as, as you touched on, Kevin. Uh, real quick, some rapid fire. Let's have some fun on the way out with Christmas right. uh, coming. Some people might be listening before Christmas, others after. I know there's a lot of road trips. I'm driving 17 hours to Texas. I'll probably yes. listen. I'll probably listen back to this whole thing just so I can study <laughs> and critique myself. So, um, tell me, is there a real or a fake tree in the Wallace household? Uh, real. Favorite Christmas music movie? Uh, four, four Christmases. What time are presents opened in the house? Ooh, with a one-year-old? Well, he likes to sleep now, so it's whenever he gets up. So usually, I'd say, we usually try to get up, take our time. So I'm going to say uh, 9 o'clock. Okay, that, that's good. Yeah, well, the the more they age, the earlier you'll be getting up. That's, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> uh, are you the one carrying? Well, here's the thing. The one-year-old might not be... Uh, this might not relate as much, but uh, will you be the one carrying a garbage bag as your son continues to get older where you're making sure no wrappings are hitting the floor? Or, or do you <laughs> feel like you're going to sit back and just kind of enjoy it, snap a couple of photos? Uh, I grew up with my dad always having the trash bag there. And this is like usually the opposite. My wife's usually like OCD. I will probably be with the trash bag, getting all the, the things picked up and thrown in the trash bag. That's, yeah, there's there's no <laughs> other way to do it in my book. Uh, favorite holiday dish? Oh, so I grew up by the beach. So, I mean, I love Christmas Eve trying to do like a seven, like we t- we're talking about. It. We don't do a true seven fishes, but we do do some type of seafood, multiple seafoods on, on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's, that's awesome. How about dessert? Oh gosh. Um, it's whatever like, I'm the cook. I, I we actually just had a chocolate pudding in a, like a tort. The tort was co- uh, coconut, like a coconut shell almost. Um, so I think we're going to try that this year, but I, 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 
I didn't get to become so fat by not eating sweets. So <laughs> I, I love sweets. I, there's nothing I really turned down. <laughs> I've got some pretty good self-discipline. It's been well-documented on this podcast with sweets and desserts. However, the chocolate chip cookie is undefeated. <laughs> and, I, and I will tell you, uh, we came home this morning after I picked up my daughter and the elf on the shelf, whose name is Richie, uh, which, by, which, by the way, we can do a whole podcast on Elf on the Shelf and the pain and misery that that causes parents in trying oh. to determine new mischief and hiding places. <laughs> well, my, my wife and I started doing it just for each other. Like we do a little three dollar gift every day in December. We started doing it about three years ago. So ours is called Ebenezer and it's just me and her. And it, it's, it's. Oh, man, that's that's <laughs> that's great. Yeah, the, that's a lot of I hadn't thought about that for couples and spouses to use it on each other. But anyway, yeah. we came we came home this morning and Richie was already situated with all of the ingredients for the homemade chocolate chip cookies that I will, <laughs> I will be building and putting together later tonight so i'm looking forward to that i'll probably take down a dozen cookies just tonight uh I've you gotta planned, taste us yeah I've, I've planned accordingly so uh <laughs> i've I fasted that's where intermittent fasting really can yes. do a lot of a lot of good you know when you're making cookies uh and final one who takes the bite out of the cookies that you leave for santa claus you or your wife uh it will be me uh <laughs> uh unless we get some gluten-free cookies then she will okay Awesome. Kevin, you've been great, man. Uh, best of luck. This is a real special time, certainly for you, for your family and West Forsyth High School. I know you're going to kill a man. I'll be following and helping to chronicle all that will be to come for the Titans of West Forsyth High School moving forward. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Uh, real holiday treat. Having you on, buddy. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. I think the next time Kevin Wallace plans a vacation out of the country or he and his wife, Christy, are expecting again. Mark Pennington, Kevin Spainauer, they need to put out a call into air traffic control and ground every plane at every available or nearby airport just to allow themselves enough time to up the ante with Wallace. It's some story, and it's hard to think that Wallace won't lead West Forsyth, a storied high school football powerhouse in the state with so much rich tradition, much of that in large part due to what Adrian Snow had done the last 15 years. But again, hard to think that Wallace... Can't get West Forsyth and those Titans back to the promised land. I'm Kyle Schasberger on Twitter and Instagram at Kyle Schass. Be sure to leave a review if you haven't already and go to Facebook. See Triad Podcast Network. Send us a message. Drop us a comment. You can find me there as well. Happy holidays to you, the listener, the real MVP that makes this thing go. Triad Sports one-on-one, part of the Triad Podcast Network. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.